seed by being an example. That's what it meant by let no man despise thy youth. And uh, chapter 4 ends with take heed to thyself. He says, Timothy, if you're going to get the job done that I've left you to do, you are going to have to watch your life. And so we just took on that theme because if Paul is moving on in chapter 5 and saying, listen, now that you've taken heed to yourself, I, I want you to take heed to the other people that are in the church here. And we start in verse 1. It says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. The elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters, with all purity. Now, what uh, Paul is doing there, he's saying, Timothy, listen, you are not the grand poobah of the church. Uh, Does anybody know what a grand poobah is? Anybody remember the Flintstones? Uh, that's about the only place. Not the movie. They used to have cartoons on. Uh, they were nothing like the movie. Uh, but uh, the simple truth was, he said, listen, Timothy, you are not to just walk up to the elder of the church, pastor, or and rebuke him just because you are my representative in the church. Uh, I had family that uh, grew up in a different kind of church, and they had a district superintendent. And and, um, my uncle actually was what they would call, what they called a lay preacher. He had been to college for one year, just to give you an idea. He attended college in 1922. Uh, So he was a little older than most of us in this room. He's been with the Lord for several years now. But he attended one year. He ended up starting seven different churches for this denomination that he was affiliated with. And he had no end of problems with the district superintendents under which he tried to serve. Now, here's the reason why. District superintendents ran everything. You didn't do what they told you to, the way you uh, were told to do it. They put, they literally had the authority to put pastors over churches in their district and move pastors out of churches into another one. And, and my poor uncle never quite fit the mold because he didn't graduate their school. He wasn't ordained in their organization, uh, but he was a faithful member. And in fact, he accomplished more than most of the people that went all the way through Bible college and these things. But what you had often doing was, here my uncle was, studying the Bible, Christian for 35, 40 years, and this young district superintendent been saved for 10 or 15 years, just out of Bible college, trying to tell him what to do. The only problem was, he didn't know as much as the man who had been serving God all his life did. And Paul's telling Timothy here, listen, you're my representative, but you don't just walk around. The the word elder here is referring to the pastors of the church, and he's saying you don't just walk up to somebody and rebuke them, even if they were doing wrong. He said you entreat them as a father. Now, One of the reasons why he was telling Timothy to do this 
was because Paul knew that Paul would not always be around. We touch on this at the very end when we summarize these two verses. He wasn't telling Timothy, now listen, anything isn't quite right, just use my name. And say, Paul wouldn't like this. And we'll say, no. The only person that has authority in the local church is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, Timothy did not have a complete copy of all the Scripture uh, like you and I do today. Uh, at this point, he did have the book of First Timothy. Amen? And he was trying to keep order in the church and make sure that things were done right. In fact, let's just look over and look at Peter's testimony here. Uh, you go into some religions, and boy, you would think that, um, uh, what shall we say, pomp and circumstance is alive and well, and, and uh, maybe it is in that religion, but it's not in the Bible. Uh, chapter 5 of First Peter, this is Peter speaking. It says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Verse 3, Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. Now I challenge you as we read 1 Peter chapter 5 and we've read 1 Timothy chapter 4 and get into Timothy chapter 5, is there any argument between what Paul was teaching and what Timothy is teaching? Absolutely not. There's total agreement. He just does it in a little different order. Paul says, let no man despise thy use, but be thou an example of the believers. Peter puts the being an example at the end, but both times as they teach, he said, listen, you're not a Lord over God's heritage. Uh, you're, you are not seeking to have dominion over people's souls. In fact, if you want to see the first sign of false religion, you look for someone who is trying to control your every thought. I remember hearing a story about a church where the, the preacher was preaching from the pulpit. You shouldn't make any major decision without consulting your pastor. If you're going to go buy a refrigerator, talk to your pastor first. I'm going, I'm glad I don't pastor that church. We got enough to do as it is, let alone trying to help people buy refrigerators. I mean, good night. There's something wrong with that attitude. Something non-biblical. What we're to do here in the church is to help you live for Christ. What Timothy was trying to do was trying to make sure that proper order was in the church here at Ephesus. This was a big church. They had thousands of members. Not unlike our church. No. Uh, uh, much unlike our church right here. There were many pastors, and so there was a lot that Timothy was working on and trying to keep in check. And he said, now listen, you don't just walk up and rebuke an elder. You entreat him as a father. You want to make sure that they're teaching what's right 
but you want to make sure the Spirit of Christ is in the church. Your example is your leverage. Said Timothy, if you're living that example, people are going to listen to you. If you're not, you can rant and rave all you want, but nobody's going to listen to you. And this is what the spirit that is supposed to be in the church, it says, entreat them, entreat him as a father. There are many times as 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 I get older, I'll tell you what, I don't want to be one of those unapproachable people. Uh, I, I uh, want to make sure that we can keep, that I keep learning. That's one of the reasons why I'm trying to go back to school at this point is because I want to keep learning. I want to keep becoming a better preacher. This is what God wants us to do. Amen. This is the spirit that ought to be in the church. He said, now, Timothy, you're not the first among equals. You're to treat the younger men as brethren. Let me ask you a question. Do brothers get in squabbles? Oh, they most certainly do, don't they, Philip? I mean, uh, you're not Philip. You get in a fight with Philip. You're Stephen. Uh, But... What really makes for problems among brethren is when one of them decides that he is in charge of everybody else and everybody else ought to listen to him. That really makes problems, doesn't it, Stephen? Even if he is six foot two and you're only five foot three. Uh, it, it does make a problem. And he's telling Timothy, don't try to be in charge. Serve God and lead others and make, but he said, listen, I'm charging you that they teach no other doctrine. Timothy had to put down his foot. Timothy had to say some things. Timothy had to make sure that things were done right and decently in order. He had been given instructions by Paul on how Christians ought to behave in the church and uh and so Timothy was, was doing this. And if you'll remember when Jesus had the 12 apostles, what did they argue about the most? Who's going to be the first? When Jesus leaves, which one of us is taking over? You know what the answer was? None of them. Because Jesus never really left. He left physically, but the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in them and was still responsible directly to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so he's explaining the spirit and the things it ought to be. And here he goes, and the elder women as mothers. And you know what? Sometimes mama needs some help. Amen. Uh, Sometimes there's just a little instruction that needs to be given. What were the elder women to do? If we read over in the book of Titus, the older women were supposed to teach the younger women how to live for God. There's just an awful lot of things that are not proper to be addressed in mixed company. Uh, I've heard pastors preach sermons on women's clothing and how they ought to dress. And, and I'll tell you, in our day and time, I just, 
don't feel comfortable about preaching and teaching on those things in a mixed audience. I'd feel even less comfortable doing it in, uh, in a, if I were to teach the ladies, I, I'd feel absolutely miserable. But you know what we do? We let the ladies teach the ladies. And it solves all the problems. Ladies, you're teaching other ladies in everything you do, both good and bad. And sometimes there's going to need to be just a little correction here and there. And you know what? Timothy said, Paul told Timothy, you're going to have to straighten this thing out a little bit. He said, but don't go in there saying, hey, listen, Paul left me in charge, and I'm just going to give you a list of instructions on how you ought to do these things. That'd go over like a lead balloon, as they say. Uh, he said, entreat them. You entreat these elder ladies as with respect, as if they were your own mother. You care about people and the younger women as sisters. He says, with all purity. And we're going to get on that in a minute here, just a little further here. But the training that was going on in the church, if you are not an elder, guess what you are? You're one of the brethren. Amen? If you're not an older lady, guess what you are? A younger lady. Uh, it doesn't leave anybody out. Because every member of the church is responsible for sound doctrine being taught in the church. Amen? It's something that we all have to work at. If the members of the church get lax, then the church is going to move. If you want to know one of the reasons why I am so interested in Heartland Baptist Bible College and what is going on there, it's because there are a large group of churches, about, I think, just, uh, just over 400 churches that actively support Heartland Baptist Bible College at this time. And those churches actually own the college. And we work in the college, and as a member of the board of directors, it's one of my responsibilities to make sure what goes on at the college matches up what goes on in this book right here. The college I attended was started in 1950. It had problems in the early 80s when I began to attend there. By the time I left that college, it was in deep trouble. Today, I couldn't recommend my dog to attend that college, and I don't even have one. Uh, I'll tell you, that college has changed every major doctrinal belief that it has. It used to teach you needed to be separated from the world. Now it teaches you to be a part of the world. It used to teach that your music should be special and sacred unto God. Now it teaches that you go out and you watch the worldly musicians and you get their music and you put Jesus' words to it and God will be happy with that. Uh, they used to teach that the Bible is the Word of God. Now they teach that you've got to find the Bible amidst all of the uh, disagreeing manuscripts and 
And uh, literally, if you remember when we were studying here, that uh, when we went through this last uh, summer, I believe, it, no, that was two summers ago, we went through where our Bible came from. Uh, you either got a majority text Bible, uh, and you, somebody's even sold and perverted that term, we call it the received text, or you have a garbage can Bible, because that's where the text came from, out of the garbage cans of history. The college that I came from, or that I attended, now teaches garbage can Bibles as the Word of God. I, I just, I can't, it, it breaks my heart. I don't want that to happen at Heartland Baptist Bible Church. And that's one of the reasons why I ask, uh, have asked your permission to serve there and be on the board there. It's not that Brother Sam is in danger of changing anything, Pastor Davidson, but he needs godly men to stand around him and support him. But you know what? Your pastor needs godly church members to stand around me and support me. I don't want to be the only one that holds the standards that we teach and preach from the Bible. I should not, my family should not be the only family in our church that's separated from the world. My family shouldn't be the only ones in the church that know why they carry a King James Bible and not other Bibles. Uh, and I praise the Lord. Our, my family is not the only one that goes out passing out. Uh, we're not the only ones that teach in the church. We're not the only ones that work. I'll tell you what, God is, is building our church. And if we're going to see more growth, how many of you like that 124 here this morning? That, that was fun, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was wonderful to stand up here and see uh, the center section three-quarters of the way full. I mean, that was something. And But do you know what we're going to need if we're going to grow and sustain that growth? We're going to need godly members who can get beside the new people visiting the services and stuff and say, you know, this is what the Bible teaches. Well, I thought your pastor was the only one crazy enough to believe that. Oh, we all crazy around here. Come be crazy with us. Amen? And that's what Paul is trying to teach Timothy in these two verses here. He's saying, Timothy... I've left you to keep things in the order in the church. He said, you entreat the elders, the pastors of that church. He said, you don't go and order people around. The younger men, you lead them in the way that is right. You treat the elder women as mothers and the younger as sisters with all purity. This is the attitude of the church. See, anywhere you have a hierarchy, that means you have uh, people who are in charge of people who are in charge of people, and, and the different levels up, uh, I, I kind of not quite sure uh, what to do, and, and there's really no, no issue here. We're not trying to fight the Catholic Church, but it's interesting how they name people the lowest person in the Catholic hierarchy. You know what they call them? They call him pastor. That's the low guy. He's the novice. He's the guy that's starting out. That's the first title you get. Uh, then you get the title of priest, and then 
uh, if you really do a good job, they have the honorary title of Monsignor, and then you can uh, move up to be a bishop and, and uh, part of the archdiocese, and then you can become a cardinal. And once you become a cardinal, uh, you, you're, you have the possibility of being elected as a pope someday. And you go through all of this hierarchy. And I mean, it, it gets awful. I mean, when the bishop walks in, you got to kiss his ring and... I never will forget, I was standing out in the street one day preaching and some guy came up to me and you're the pastor of the church? And he reached out and kissed my hand. Uh, oh, man, I'm sitting here trying not to throw up on the sidewalk. You know, what in the world did you do that for? Well, you're a pastor. Oh, but I'm trying to honor you. No, no, I don't want that kind of honor. That kind of honor belongs to God. Now, I have a different job than you do. It would be pretty miserable if Sunday night we had every man in the church in line. Who gets to preach tonight? I do. It's my turn. No, it's my turn. Hey, if there wasn't someone to preach to, it'd be a pretty miserable job being the preacher. Now, wouldn't it? We work together. And God's done some amazing things. How many of you were shocked two weeks ago and found out our total missions giving for this past year? That was just amazing to me. I thought it was going to be high, but I had no idea it was going to be like that. And uh, I was talking with Brother Copes, and I said, I don't know what other churches are doing. I said, you probably have a better idea. I said, but this is what our little church, he said, that's amazing, Brother Montoro. He said, your church is a special church. He said, there aren't, he said, there aren't a handful of churches your size that are doing what your church is doing. And you know what we say? Praise the Lord. But we work together because no person is of elevated authority than the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, that's another thing I love about Heartland Baptist Bible College. I was trying to explain that to one of our missionaries, Brother Ungry. You see, in the Bible college I went to, when Dr. So-and-so walked in, everybody was supposed to go, ooh. And uh, certain preachers were supposed to be much more respected than others. And that's one of the reasons why the Bible college is not teaching the truth today. When you get worshiping men, you stop worshiping God. I said, listen, Brother Ungry, if you showed up on campus, Brother Davidson, where he'd sit, he'd, the president of the college would sit down and talk with you just like I would. Because there's no respect of persons with the Lord, and there's no respect of persons when a church has the proper attitude and service for the Lord. But we do have different jobs. Amen? And we do work together to get these things done. And you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to stop right here tonight. And we're going to move over because I'd like, I don't want to get into the widow problem and get halfway through. Uh, there's just a lot of things there that uh, we need to cover, but we want to cover that. Lord willing, we'll cover that next Sunday night. And, uh, so we'll just take a break right there and, and let's pray.
We've, we're going to have to work hard to keep the proper attitude and spirit in our church. And God wants that. And therefore, we must work with him to get that accomplished. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we're thankful that you do not elevate men over other men in the church of Jesus Christ, but you allow us to work together in different positions, doing things that make the whole body move forward for you. We ask that you would keep that kind of spirit in our church and that you would raise up men and women in our church who will teach each other the word of God, not just by knowledge, but by example. And Lord, that together we would serve you till you come back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's take just...